Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. This is Marnie, and I welcome you back to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Today, our topic is how to host your own TV or radio show, and our guest is Lynette Appling. During the next hour, I hope you will grab your pen and paper or a notepad on your uh, computer or something and take some notes because we've got a lot of ground to cover. We're going to talk about the pulse of Christian media today, how to produce your own TV or radio show if you want to do that, the best arenas to promote shows, determining if you have the gifting for ministry and media, the role of Christian media in secular marketplace, some general price points for media production, the role of social media and Christian broadcast, and also how to find satisfaction in your media pursuits, whatever they are. And our guest today is a very experienced media hostess. Um, She's a singer, author, speaker. Her name is Lynette Appling. She's the visionary founder of Christian Women's Network TV, the host of In Focus, a national TV and radio show, and the co-founder of the incredible I Am Healed Tour. And she operates and runs alongside her husband, Appling Management and Communications. So right now I'm going to welcome you. Welcome to you, Lynette. Oh, thank you for having me on. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Well, we have got so much ground to cover today, and I'm excited. We've really never, I think it's been probably five years since we touched our toe to this topic, (laughs) and a lot has changed in five years. (laughs) So why why don't we go ahead and, you know, you have a background in radio, in TV, in, in the um, music. Uh, you've won awards there. And so when you think of Christian media today, uh, you are going to give us the pulse on that. Maybe what's just your heart? What are you seeing God doing? Well, I actually uh, am glad you asked that question because the truth is um, how I'm viewing um, the media today is that the Christian industry is starting to come in by force. Um, It seems and it appears at times that we're just knocking off a little bit at a time. But the truth is uh, you've got a lot of Hollywood and you've got a lot of um, movie producers and stuff looking for Christian content because the world is starting to get um, more irritated uh, with the day-to-day grind that we've been seeing over the years. So I think it's switching in that aspect as as the uh, Christians are starting to come more into the media uh, mountain, you know, taking over uh, the media atmosphere pretty much. Interesting. Now, of course, I think right away of the movies like um, Fireproof and those that uh, church put together, which is astounding, and watch their their development in the production of those from the very simple, you know, flywheel, you know, their first ones all the way to, wow, the level of production that they're doing at this. And I know that there are other churches that are really, um, there's a church in, in the St. Paul, Minneapolis, St. Paul area, North Heights, Lutheran, that once they, when they built their new building, they built it with media in mind. I mean, they totally built it to do plays and huge um artistic productions like that. Are you seeing a lot of that uh, where ministries are actually, um, they're actually taking this into consideration even at the church level? Oh, absolutely. I I believe, because I work in um, the media department of uh, uh, the Brazeldons right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, media is such a major core part of every church that I'm seeing um, on that type of level, um, it is something, and I tell people all the time, Jesus did it. <laughs> we just don't look at it that way. But he actually marketed and had a campaign going um, when he came on the scene. He first went to um, John the Baptist because John the Baptist was well-known, and then word spread through John the Baptist, a campaign followed Jesus, basically. Um, and, of course, when he fed people and everything, that became the movie production. I tell people that all the time. He had a marketing campaign, and that was of healing. 
which in, in the course of churches um, is the same core thing that's going on now, but now you're seeing more of the graphic and the animation. Um, you're seeing us literally compete with TV shows even in our own, um, you know, morning worship services, if you think about it, uh, through the yeah, TV right. productions going on through the um, mass media that they're doing inside of the churches today. It is quite a production, and it's all because our, the generation that's coming up is, is overly stimulated, might I add, by uh, their senses more so than uh, their inner core. So that is an imperative part of the church's ministry to do it through that because it, it is a stimulated uh, generation that's coming up. Absolutely, and that's really where they're comfortable. They're comfortable on their on their units instead of as much face-to-face. You know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Just a totally different, totally, agree. totally different way that they connect with one another. Well, we're going to talk most of the rest of the time today about people who are considering maybe launching their own TV or radio show as well as those who already have one. Um, we want to address the different aspects of this, of what's going on right now as far as hosting your own show. So, why don't you spend a little bit of time right now, Lynette, talking about producing a TV or radio show. And, you know, I'll throw in a couple thoughts here too, but I, I'd really like you to cover some ground here with that. Oh, not a problem. I, I, I really believe, Marty, that a, a lot of people think that it takes a lot. You can do it on a small scale and you can do it on a large scale based on what your budget is. Um, when I was doing a, In Focus on a national level, my husband and I literally went out through the Holy Spirit, guiding us on what to do, and purchased uh, Canon cameras, uh, HD Canon cameras, and literally an editing uh, program that anybody can get nowadays. It used to be just Hollywood could purchase those kind of programs, but you can get Premiere, you can get Magics, you can get um, a, a lot of movie production type of editing program and software that you can do it at home, basically, and do just as good a job as anyone else. And so my husband and I went ahead and produced this TV show um, on a very small budget, but it got national attention and national play. Um, And we created sets um, from what we had or from what nature already gave us um, and had great dialogue, great concepts, great themes, um, to the point where uh, the network that I was on wanted to uh, basically hire me to start getting shows uh, for them, because I did such a great job with that. I didn't even know it was a talent till then. Um, and uh, through doing that, I created the Christian Women's Network TV and have helped a lot of women, um, because I mostly deal with women, uh, produce their own TV shows. So the thing is, what is your passion? Um, whatever your passion is can probably in these days be made into a TV show. And I'm not just talking about reality TV because – you know, that's kind of borderline becoming um, um, obsessive in a sense. But even quality TV programs, you can do documentaries about people's lives. You can do cooking shows. You can do um, plays. I have a whole group of people who do nothing but plays, and we put them on the network. Um, So there's so many different aspects to media that really if that is a passion deep within your heart, there's really no excuse to move into it. it, it, I think what happens is that we get scared about the price or what we think it may take based on the expertise that we get. But the truth is if there's a will, there's a way, and you can do it, like I said, on a smaller budget, even into the grand budget. Um, you're still going to have the same quality type of programming if you know how to do it right. So let's go ahead and dissect this down just a little bit. And let's start with TV and then move into radio. So for TV, now you mentioned that you guys went out and bought an HP Canon camera, and then Mm -hmm. you got an editing program. Did you have experience either in photography or in editing at that point? I had a creative mind. (laughs) I knew exactly how I wanted it to look. And then uh-huh. I went to some production companies and had them teach us on different um, programs that they were using. And then um, my husband and I took two weeks and studied day and night the programs uh, until we okay. are like at it. So, you know, it, it was a passion. Again, a passion. If you're just going to be coming off the street doing it because you saw someone else do it, it's not going to work. It has to be something that's in your heart that needs to be pulled out um, with that. So, okay. um, I, go ahead. 
I love how you I love how you detailed that out there for us. Okay, so first of all, you found kind of a mentor type situation within these production companies where they were doing something similar to what you wanted to do so they could actually talk you through it. And then you a lot. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. you could begin to edit your own programs and put these things together. And I think that that's so key here. What does it take to produce your own show? It's going to take a lot of just passion and determination. And you do, you just look until you find the people who can help you. You know, I know for the radio side, that's really how I learned most of what I know yeah. for radio, too, is the local radio station. I was making my own commercials for our local businesses, our restaurant and retail store, and, you know, I was paying attention to what they were doing, and I was learning everything I could and asking questions from them, and I still ask questions from them. So that's yeah. really key, isn't it? And then I yeah. love how you talked about the different types of shows that you can do. Um, definitely, you know, there's a radio show like what we're doing right here where it's an interview format but there's many different types of programs. There's programs where all it is is the airing of a sermon that comes on Sunday mornings. That's the whole show yeah. every week is the sermon. Uh, what are some other ideas that come across your mind for our listeners that are something that you could actually produce yourself? Well, it, it, you know, I, I've always wanted to have uh, TV shows, and I've been looking for people who can actually mentor through the TV. Um, you know, give that advice, uh, sewing, um, finding unique arts and craft things to do. Um, you, you know, the world isn't the only ones that have those giftings. As a matter of fact, I feel like they were stolen from the body of Christ in a lot of ways or not used for their full potential um, when you think about it. So um, there's so many different things that people can do that are uniquely there uh, to where it can be an imprint in somebody's life. We are not people on this earth that have wasted resources. We're not supposed to be that way. And if you really start looking at yourself as a resource to mankind, you will start producing at a different level. It will, you will start to understand that you have to study like we talked about before. You have to practice your craft. You have to be skilled at it and then turn that into something that is produced that can mentor somebody else. So you've got all that in you that you can bring to a, to a screen. Um, Marty, I'm going to even tell you um, I'm in negotiations for someone to uh, – he's a major movie producer. He did In the Heat of the Night and different things like that. And he wants to turn my uh, book into a movie. So you, I mean, even looking at what you have written, the, the diaries and things like that, can be done into, you know, different formats. Mm -hmm. it, you just get the people around you who can bring you up to that level. You learn from them. You move out in it. And, and you, you make sure that you have bridges you can cross at all times. That's <laughs> what I tell people all the time. Make sure you got a bridge because you don't want to ever get to somewhere where you can't cross over and get information that you need. I love that. And I was just thinking, right before you use the word bridges, which I love, but um, a lot of the times – when I've had to, had to or gotten to or whatever, uh, been possessed by the spirit to uh, move into a new area that's new for me, a lot of times what happens is that God will have somebody running a parallel track. So, like, mm -hmm. if I am in the cooking zone, I maybe learn from someone who's in the um, home, home management zone. And they're right. doing exactly what I want to do, but over a, over a track, you know, and I just watch and I run alongside and I ask them questions. And I say, well, how, are, how did you do that? Well, how did you do that? Well, what would you recommend, you know, if I want to do this? And it's amazing how God will provide the mentorship for you, not necessarily in a, you know, a professional coaching situation, although sometimes that's true, but you'll just have somebody that you see that's doing what you want to do, but not on the same exact topic. And so it's not like you're infringing on their calling. You're actually just, learning from their expertise to use in your calling. Um, when, you, when you think of TV production, now I think, okay, let's go, at the very, let's go at a very simple level where someone would set up a YouTube channel and just upload maybe six, um, six episodes of something, and it just okay. goes from one to the next to the next to the next. So for somebody to actually pull that off, um, they would need a camera, a, a video camera. They would need some kind of editing equipment or program. And you mentioned magic. What was the other one that you mentioned? Premiere. Premiere, okay. Premiere. Premiere. Right. Uh, 
yeah, there's so many out there. I think Magix is the easiest one um, for people. There's also Adobe. Um, I think Magix is the easiest one for people to um, learn from um, and okay. actually you know, sharpen their skills if I were to suggest one. for. But, yes, I, and yep. here's the thing, Mark, having two cameras so you can have two different angles um, you, because when you keep it at one angle, it kind of gets too redundant. So you want to have, right. you know, different shots to go in between, and you can learn that through magic because it's just a matter of pushing a, a button or, you know, learning that little control, P, whatever it is. So um, you, you, there, right. you have those kind of things um, to do. But uh, what we did, we set up two cameras. We got a, a boom mic along with a um, lapel mic because um, I was doing documentaries. And then I brought on some great people. I had a beautiful set. And I'm going to tell you, Marty, what we used was the um, lounge of, of our um, home complex. So we used because it was already beautiful. And we, right. we made sure the lighting was a specific way, set up those cameras, and then I brought on interesting guests, people who were awesome. doing mm-hmm. things better than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some people right. can learn. Mhm, mhm. So at the basic level, uh, you know, the, the two cameras, the boom mic, the lapel mic, interesting topics if they were doing a talk show, and I'm speaking of talk show, if they were to do, say, a uh, TV series, then you go and go go to Players Guild, get some people who have actually acted, um, <laughs> and put put get someone who has a script or your book or something that you want to put together with that and then have a direct, put your vision through other people. I think many people are afraid of that because they're afraid of people stealing their vision. But I always tell people, people can't steal your vision. If God has a vision for you, it's yours. So, he's, you know, develop a trust in people. Surround yourself with people that you can pour your vision into who have the skill to carry it out if you don't have that skill. Don't be afraid of that. Don't ever be afraid of that because you never know uh, that you might be the moment of chance and opportunity for that other person. So, you know, I, I, I'm good at doing that. I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, gifted at just pouring my vision into other people and having them run with it. And it, it builds uh, the media in the world. It does. It builds it. It builds it, and it helps us penetrate at a, at a greater capacity. I always I always call it body life. I think God loves body life. He, he did not create us to be in a vacuum. And that's where we have to be vulnerable in order to move into that into that yes. blessing. We have to be vulnerable. I love I love that you do that as, on a regular basis. Well, this is Marnie Sweater. We're chatting, chatting fast and furious here with Lynette Appling, talking about how to host your own TV or radio show. We're going to come right back and talk about the best arenas to promote your show once you've got something in your mind, and also to find out if you really have the gifting for it. We'll be right back. Do you ever need speakers for dinners, retreats, conferences, or other women's events? Check out www.womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,500 Christian women speakers, some near you, and some from every level of experience and fee range you can imagine. So you're sure to find lots of great speaker options for you and your next event over at www.womenspeakers.com. That's Women Speakers. Well, you guys, if you don't already know about WomenSpeakers.com, you want to go check that out. And right now we've got one of our wonderful women speakers here, Lynette Appling is with us. And her um, website, by the way, is LynetteAppling.Ministry.org. It's L-Y-N-N-E-T-T. And then Appling is A-P-P-L-I-N-G Ministry.org. Lynette, thank you for joining us. We're going to move right into... Ways to promote it. So let's say we we have the idea now. We're starting on the on the way down. And you know, I think we better before we before we do that, we better just hop back for a moment and talk about radio production just a second. There's um there's quite a few quite a few different options. Obviously, the uh, host that I use is Blog Talk Radio, and I've been with them since 2009. There's some real good pros and cons with this one as with all different options. Lynette, what are some of your um Tips here for deciding how to progress with the radio show. Well, I've been doing uh, radio since I was 18 years old, was a DJ for some major station in Ohio because we're now in Maryland. And I've also moved into um, 
different type of radio uh, ventures that I've been part of. Um, I think you have to make sure that since people can't see your face, that they've got to literally feel like you care about them through your voice. So <laughs> we we got to look at those ways. But if you if you cannot get on a um, radio uh, doing it through a particular radio station, then you got to uh, what we're doing now with the blog.com. There's so many different aspects uh, out there on the internet now that is really um, a fisherman's choice. You can literally go on there and look at different type of uh, radio promos or radio um, opportunities that you can do um, with that. But make sure you have the warmth. I think I tell everybody this. You have the caring and the warmth in your voice to attract people because people just can't do with um, monotone voices or sounds of hatred or um, things like that that's not going to bring their spirit down. So make sure that you are equipped um, um, and healed on the inside uh, to do radio because it really is a personification of who you are through your voice. Your voice is your gift on that. So um, there's there's multiple yeah. opportunities that people can do. Uh, just make sure that your heart is pure. So whatever you pour into people, you know that you're multiplying something at at, at, at what God wants you to do, really, uh, in that right. aspect. So when it's radio production, make sure it's a good quality show. Make sure you've got something to say. <laughs> That, that people want to hear, and make sure you got an answer for many people. I think many people miss that with the um, radio show. They just want to get on there to talk to be talking. But if you have nothing to say and you don't have an answer for people, it, it really isn't um, worth doing it. So you've got to take all those into consideration. Marnie, I'm always going to go to the inner core thing and always go to the spiritual aspects of it um, because actually putting on a radio st- uh, uh, show is easy because there's so many accesses that you can do, but if your heart's not right, if you're not purified to do it or you're not called to do it, um, then it, then it's, there, there's no reason to go into it. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute too. Um, as far as the technical side of it, and I just, first of all, I totally agree with you that voice is so important that your heart is important. And it, I always I always think of it, you said caring and warmth coming across, and I always always think of the energy level as well. Because, yeah. because they're just listening, like you said, they can't see. There's nothing else for them to be held by except your voice. So your voice really is so important. The content, of course, I mean, I'll be willing to listen to something where someone's really droning on if the content is fantastic. But even yeah. then, it's hard to stay tuned in. So the content also has to be very good or people just are too busy. And and that's just the bottom line. So you have to know what is it that people want to learn about and how can I present it in an entertaining uh, way that makes them want to stay tuned in. So that, I agree with that. And then, like, for this, for this show, the, the, thing, the things that you need um, for if you're going to actually host your own show, it's different if you have a show in a local studio. You go in and you have a studio. So what you have to have, the things that I've found that are critical for hosting your own radio show are, first of all, you have to have a very good headset of some kind. And you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars at all, but make sure to check about that. It's a headset that's not going to give a, a bad or tinny sound for you. The second thing is you want to have some kind of a system where you can, um, if you're not if you're not going to have uh, someone else do it for you, you need to create your own commercial. So you need to have some kind of, just like we were talking about the photo, the film editing program, you have to have some kind of a audio right. editing program. I use NCH programs, which is like um, wave, uh, sound wave and like that. Uh, do you have one, Lynette, that you can recommend or... Um, Again, my, there's so many I, I choices available. No, that's okay. I have to be totally honest about that. My husband is the expert because I have someone who helps me and knows how to do it better than me. So yep. my husband is the expert on that. And one of the things I will say, if with any kind of editing program you have, make sure you can take the noise out the background if you're going to re uh, not have a live versus, um, you know, recording. Um, You've you just got to make sure that your stuff is good. Um, but there are many out there. Again, using the Internet is, right. is a great it's tool, Marty. Mm-hmm. Research, research, research what is best for you. As you said, the headphones, you don't have to have expensive headphones. You can have um, the type that literally have the little speaker phone, the little microphone that goes to your mouth, 
uh, that some of the reception is used, but you've got to make sure the quality and how that computes into your computer if you're going to do it from home um, is actually doing or if you're doing it in a local station. Usually a local station um, already has that equipment there uh, for you, um, but if you're going to do it at home, do your research that what's you know, best for your um, uh, voice. And also learn how to mix. I, I, a lot of people don't know how to mix their voices where you have either a high tenor voice or a low, you know, put some bass in there or whatever uh, to get that tone that you're looking for. Um, and, and that's what I have found in radio that my husband does very, very well. I, I, I didn't even think about um, this aspect of it, honestly. <laughs> so, um, that's okay. That said, <laughs> just right, that's okay. The other thing, the other thing that I think is critical for radio, um, and if you're doing TV, it's also important for that. I know shooting video sometimes it takes a long time to have an uninterrupted video if you're in a public place uh, where you can actually hear the people on the video the whole time. But yeah. if you're doing radio, it's critically important that you eliminate background noises. So, for example, yeah. if when we call in, when Lynette and I call in, we turn off our call waiting. We turn Everything gets turned off. I actually have signs. I have signs on my front door, my back door, my office door to make sure that nobody just accidentally comes barging in or the UPS man doesn't set off the dog or, you know, all these things. And when you're doing it without a studio, now a studio, you go in and you have a soundproof room lovely, but if you don't have that, you want to think, how can I make my environment into the best soundproof room possible for where I am? And of course, it's not going to be perfect, but you really can do something that will help your listeners to really enjoy it. Okay, let's go ahead and spend a couple moments talking about promoting the show, because it's one thing to do all the effort to create something, and then if nobody is going to see it or hear it, um, right. that, can be, that can be very disheartening. So what are some of the ways that you've found that have been most helpful? Actually, it, I, I, one of the things that I, I really believe is to create a campaign. You've got to, uh, before you go out there and actually try to market, have a plan of marketing. And if you don't know how, then you get someone that has actually done campaigns. Um, but to campaign um, uh, any type of marketing, write down a plan. Are you going to hit TV um, and have you know commercials about what your what your you know your assignment is your TV program? Are you going to hit radio and have commercials on there? And then once you get that done with that, I believe the fastest growing and the most effective ways are through social marketing um, because even with the TV, you're spending a lot of money there. Um, even in radio, you're spending a lot of money on commercials and, and to produce your show. But if you go at, as far as social campaign, you still have a theme, have a marketing campaign, have people around you again that may know how to do it and go a little stretch a little further than you. But what I have found is Facebook, um, Instagram, um, Twitter, um, all the um, social marketing, constant contact, email marketing. All of those are quite effective and low-cost um, budgeting to where you can reach a broader amount of people um, than you would if, uh, you know, you even spent the money on TV and so forth. Now, case in point, um, many people have, well, you know, if I do Facebook, I only have so many friends. But people never try to, uh, they, they don't try to think outside of the box of their elements that they have. What I believe that people should do is look into your, in, in Facebook, your social networking, look into your uh, groups, look into creating an event on Facebook, um, and then tag your friends because even in tagging them, you're reaching their group of people. Um, ask them before you tag them, though, <laughs> because that becomes a nuisance. But make sure that you are reaching a broader amount of the perimeters of people that you already know. And understand that normally one person, and I tell people this, represents over 100 people, over 100 people. And if you have somebody who is well-known in the community, then you've got 5,000 people coming into that uh, at, at minimum. So you know the people that you're in contact with. Um, even with you, Marty, when you do, do the womenspeakers.com, when you do that, your people have thousands of people behind them. So it, it's right. effective in the sense of who's standing behind them. I always look at one person as many, 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 many people, um, and, and that lets you know how to market your campaign. Second, 
Who's your target audience? Who are you trying to reach? If it's a children's show, you're not just trying to reach children. You're trying to reach their parents as well. Um, and normally women, know what the price point of your people are. There are some effective programs that you can research on, um, um, on the Internet that actually gives you the demographics of the people who are surrounding you even right now. Um, especially if you go through uh, Constant Contact, they have a program, even through them, that lets you know um, what the price point or the income of the people that you're reaching. That lets you know what kind of effective campaigning you're doing, especially if you have registrations that's going on, um, what the price point of your registration and stuff should be. Um, they also let you know how many children they have, what kind of programs they like. Everything has a demographic background to it, so definitely know your target audience. So first, we want to do a campaign, a theme, know your target audience, and then actually have something that, again, that people want to hear, that people want to watch. Um, if, it, it, make it effective. Make it impactful. And take the responsibility, since we're Christian people, take the responsibility to be your brother's keeper in what you pour into them. I think those are the three most effective ways of doing any type of campaign and really look outside the boundaries and the perimeters of who you think you know because you actually may know more people than you actually believe. I love it. I love it. Well, this is Marty Southern visiting today with Lynette Appling. We're going to come right back and talk about determining if you have a gifting for media, the role of Christian media in secular marketplace, and some general price points for media production. We'll be right back. Successfully maximizing the gifts God has given us is the best gift that we can give back to God. Are you 100% clear about why you're here, about how God defines success for you personally? Are you on track with God's plan for your life, the best life on planet Earth, followed by the best possible eternity for you? If not, check out the Success Principles Intensive Training course over at Marnie.com. It's a six-hour online program that will change how you define and do your life from today forward. It's a biblical based approach to goal setting and achievement. So check it out under the training tab at Marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swibrick, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. We are contemplating today whether or not you should be a TV or radio show host, and also maybe you're just listening along because you have friends who are interested in this topic or whatever, but our guest today, Lynette Appling, is a wonderful person to talk about this. She's done TV and radio and music and all kinds of different things, um, live events for women, a lot of experience there. You can learn more about her at LynetteAppling.org. Right now, Lynette, I'd like you to address how a person can know if they really have a gifting for media. Mm. I think the key thing to knowing that is how many people do you draw? How many people are affected and impacted by you being in their presence? Um, if that's the case and you have lots of people that do that uh, and who literally say, you know what, you've changed my life, uh, then you can be a candidate for TV or radio. Um, I've always said that about people. If you have that charisma, if you have that anointing of loving people, then you may be a candidate. The second thing you have to have is skill. Um, you can go out there with, with the charisma, but if you don't have the skill to talk, many <laughs> there are so many people who don't have a skill to talk, um, but have a drawing of people. So make sure you know how to talk. Uh, make sure you can talk on the level that people understand. Make sure you can break down a subject matter so that people can comprehend exactly what you're saying and they can follow it um, when it comes to instruction. So I think those are two key things. Make sure you are, are, are have the charisma. Make sure you know how to talk. Making sure you look good, okay? I, I know people try to um, say that doesn't matter, but have an interesting look. <laughs> Keep yourself at a place where you are pleasable to the eyes because man, mankind, their five senses, all five senses, they can be drawn by the Holy Spirit. They can be motivated by the Holy Spirit. They can even be encouraged by the Holy Spirit. But you've got to have something to work with. God's got to have something to work with with you. So <laughs> make sure <laughs> that 
that you have an interesting look. You don't have to be the most beautiful person, but make sure you're interesting, that you can draw somebody based on your looks. I know that sounds like, but it's so true. If you look at your news anchor people, do, do you see anyone that's not interesting to look at on the news? Why? Because they're trying to feed you what's going on in society, whether it be good or bad. They're trying to feed you a campaign. They're trying to feed you a story. So, you know, with that being said, they're going to pick people that, that people are attracted to by the looks of the eye. Then have some intelligence about yourself. If you have intelligence, if you'd like to do research, if you'd like to um, find out and just not have an opinion but find out a fact about something, then you can be a candidate. Make sure that you are called for this type of thing because you can persuade people to go the wrong direction if things are not right on the inside of your core being. Make sure you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the main thing above all things so that he can direct you and pour insight into you and download the information that you need to be effective tool in the kingdom of God. I love the download part. That's great. That's, I always call it a data dump. Uh, just <laughs> you're just going along, and God just puts it in your head. You know, yeah. these are really these are really so important. I think that you know the one that you missed that I thought you were going to f- probably spend the whole focus on was the passion <laughs> part. But you yeah. know, the passion. I mean, you you almost have to have a passion to do it. You wouldn't even yeah. be interested if you didn't have some kind of passion. And these were so practical. Beyond passion, you actually need a few other key components uh, in order to go. And the reality is, is if you have it in your heart, if you have the passion to do a radio show or a TV show and you don't have these giftings or you, 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 know, you find, oh, my goodness, I only have one of those, or whatever, then you, you really probably still have the passion, but you probably find, need to find somebody else to be the front man the front yes. person, and you're supposed to be the, the behind-the-scenes person maybe doing the editing or the coordinating or the, the, the legwork of the whole thing. So don't rule out the passion if you don't have the giftings, but do maybe consider a different position in the spin of it. I love these. These are really good. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. great. Yes. I, don't think, I think people should not be afraid to step aside. Again, we go back to the part of pouring your vision into someone else. Even with CWNT, the visionary and founder, Marty, but I actually have a new CEO, and that is because I could see she could take it further than what I could take it um, based on what – because I, I love – I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm the front-of-the-camera type of person. Um, even though I have the vision, I have the administration skill for it, I needed the people to carry out that had greater gifts than me um, to make sure that it ran smoothly. And I was able to step aside because of that. I'm going to ask you a really personal question here because we've got yes. listeners who are, are, are listening going, wow, I don't hear that from very many people. Where, where and when did, you know, really briefly on that, like in two minutes, where and when did God equip you to say, uh, you're better than me at that. I'm going to give you that. You're better than me at that. I'm going to give you that. Where, where, where was it that that changed for you from you needing to do it to you being mm-hmm. such a team player? When God healed my heart of me um, actually needing so much validation from mankind, I didn't have to be the forefront person. Even right. though I knew that God had uh, made me a forefront person, he made me a leader, he made me one of those people that can tread and, and literally walk on that crazy water, he also made me someone who could pour into somebody else. It was when he healed my heart, actually, um, and it wasn't about me. If it's a kingdom thing, if it's a kingdom passion, if God is the one that poured it in you, it will never be about you. You will be right. a tool, a vessel that is used. And once you realize that, you can equip everyone around you to carry out what God has told you to do. Love that, love that. And actually, I'm going to speak to all you gals who are moms out there, and if you're a dad listening, we'll tune into this too, because that's where actually God taught me that lesson, was Mm -hmm. when I realized that he could take me, mom, out of the life of my children, and he would still parent them. He would find somebody else, or he would have my husband do it, or whatever, that I was personally not necessary to the mix. I was gifted to be in the mix. 
Instead of necessary, yeah. And it's so cool because when we get to that level of, um, I guess, the only word I can think of is okayness, just this peace that I can yeah. be behind the scenes, in front of the camera, wherever I need to be, and I'm right, right. with Jesus wherever I am. So, that, right. yeah, I love that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, we touched on it a little earlier. Did you have any more comments about the role of Christian media in secular marketplace? I believe, um, and just real quick, uh, I, I believe that the secular marketplace is actually looking for wholesome uh, uh, productions. I really do. I think they're seeking it out. Um, and it, it, if not that, then what is the alternative? The alternative is to take what is of God and to change it into something that glorifies the enemy. But the enemy is, is literally running scared. If you look at what's getting ready to come out in the next few few weeks, um, the movie uh, God's Son, I think that's what it's called. What, what exactly is the movie called? I can't wait to see it. Um, I don't even know. God's I don't know. Yeah, it's God's Son, the Son of God, Son of God. And then there's another movie called um, God is Alive. He's Alive. Um, and then you got um, Noah coming out. Now, all of these are coming out consecutively, right, right around the Easter time period. They're mm-hmm. still looking for a Jesus Passion movie again. So, so we're, we're, Hollywood's looking for that. Hollywood's looking for that. Because if you think about it, they, they missed the mark when it came to the movie about the Passion of Christ. They missed the mark. That thing is still the biggest movie that has ever hit this century. So I, I, I stand amazed of, of, of the possibilities of what our churches are doing that God are pulling out versus the secular world. Mm, yeah. And it is, I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing multiple points on uh, secular TV, too, in secular media where families and different people who are strong Christians are being allowed to state their faith out loud, which is a change, really a, a pretty big change from 10 years ago. Um, yeah, wasn't allowed, and and so I, I feel that with you too. That there is some there is some kind of shift going on there. Let's go ahead and move into um, general price points for media production, and I'm not sure where you're thinking of taking us on here. So I'm just going to let you kind of go with what you had in your mind when you uh, jotted that down. Well, it, it all depends again on what type of production you're going to do. Um, when I did a a major play called A Kept Woman. Um, I had over, for the first time coming out, ever writing a play, I had 1,100 people, and it sold out immediately, um, had a cast of about 22 people, used local people, um, and Marty, I only spent, look, 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 had the community involved, and that's what I want to encourage people to, because if you get the community involved, you won't have to spend a lot of money. Use the local stores. Use the local um, limousine services. Use everything that was within my reach and that I had relationship with, which is another key point, um, with the community, was able to use their, um, their resources uh, to create this um, 3D type of play where you actually watched it on screen, you watched it in front of you, and you watched it as people were sitting in the audience who were part of the play. So the people got, you know, got to experience all of that just based on that. And I only spent, now this is crazy, for a major production play, $700. Wow. $700. Why? Because I had relationship with major corporate people um, who sponsored, who donated, and who helped the vision come to play. On the other hand, when it came to national TV, Jeff and I spent uh, close to a monthly about $3,400 a month, which is still low key in it compared to some of the networks that charge about 14000 a month to have a TV show on. So I was right. blessed capacity um, and was going into over 6 million homes at one time. So I praised God for the opportunity to do that. Um, but, again, the key thing that I had to make the price point low, I'm getting ready to give them a nugget. You ready? Relationship. Relationship. Yeah. Relationship. Relationship. If you don't have the money, again, go into relationship with people who can cast that vision for you. It's okay to be friends and comfortable with some corporate sponsors who would uh, – Write that $10,000 check or write that, um, you know, $200 check, whichever one it is. 
um, in order to get their name on your show, but you have to have a quality program that they believe in. Again, that is coming with writing out your plan, making sure it's sound, looking for any loopholes and having it on paper so they can see the vision as well because not everybody are vision seers, okay? So, again, but the key thing is relationship. Um, I am able, even at the level that God has me at now when it comes to um, magazines and different things like that, when it comes to marketing, campaigning, producing, doing any of that, I'm able to do it with very little money. People will tell me, okay, Lynette, I need to give you that. No, no, no. Let, this is the budget I'm looking at, and they come out looking great, Marty, because of the relationship I have with the people who are major um, turners, who are major movers and shakers in the community. They believe it, you'll have the money. I tell people all the time, I may not have the money in my pocket, but I got the money behind me. And that's what that's people awesome. have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. You guys can just hear the passion there too. It's back to those um, that skill set that you need to have. Uh, Lynette is modeling that for us here so beautifully. There's a there's a salesperson part in there too. <laughs> yes, and and yes. Lynette, you you really do have to you really do have to have that charisma, that passion, that ability to help others. And and I said salesperson, but I meant it in a good way. Where I mean, Jesus yes. was literally selling us on Himself, on God. He was so convinced that this was the best thing for us that He would go to every length, yes, to bring that to us. And that's really where you need to be in order to have your own TV show or radio show. You need to be in a position where you will go to great lengths. You will work very hard. You will help people to see and capture your vision in order to make it happen. Love that. Yes. This is Marnie Swedberg we're visiting today with Lynette Appling. We're going to take one last break and come back and talk about the role of social media and Christian broadcast and how to find satisfaction in your media pursuits. We will be right back. The fastest and easiest way to find out which major women's events are coming to your area is to visit www.womensevents.info. That's womensevents.info. It's the only directory of its kind, and it features all of the major events like Women of Faith, Beth Moore, E-Conference Women, and so many others. It's free to search, and you can find it all at womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and we are nearing the end of this wonderful hour with our guest, Lynette Appling. Her website is lynetteapplingministry.org. And we're talking in this final segment about um, satisfaction in media pursuits, but first we're going to talk about the role of social media in Christian broadcasts. And we we talked a little bit about how secular secular programming is looking for some good Probably understated, I would say, still at this point, very understated, but Christian uh, programming. But then there is the whole Christian market, which is growing as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, absolutely. It is. Matter of fact, I see a lot of the comedians, uh, singers, if you look at it, uh, secular singers, literally trying to get engagement in the Christian industry. Um, because there is a major wealth in the kingdom of God. We try to act like there ain't, but if you really look at it, there's a lot of wealth in the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is self-contained, very much self-contained. And and here's the thing. If you really, really examine the history of it, and I tell people about this all the time, Red Cross, all all the things that help take care of people um, that have to deal with money were all Christian-based organizations that started out of churches. So the wealth is in the church, wealth for healing, wealth for knowledge, and wealth for the arts. The arts are in the church. matter of fact, if you think about it, Marie, what secular artist has not come out of a Christian community, if you really think about it? Some of our greatest Christian artists have come out of the Christian community. Even Denzel Washington was a Christian and came out of the church um, foundation, um, and that's how he's able to keep a certain kind of persona about him where you don't hear anything about his integrity. It, it's implicable in, when it comes to his integrity. Why? Because of the Christian um, uh, beliefs being installed in, in him. So wealth, those people still pay their tithes and offering to many churches around here. Uh, the wealth is there. 
Um, and, and people are not realizing that because we have a poverty mentality, but that's a different subject. In retrospect, though, um, with the arts being in there, we are the most gifted people when it comes to singers, mm. when it comes to dancers, when it comes to actors. Why? Because the worship part of the kingdom of God is the closest to God's heart. And so that all comes out of the realm of worship. And so we are the wealthiest when it comes to that. Um, and so you will have people like um, MC Hammer coming back uh, to have a, a, a gig with the Christian industry. You have um, uh, Harvey actually doing comedy now there. You've got so many people who were once in the secular industry coming back to literally pay their bills through the Christian community. So what does that tell me? That tells me that it is a necessity that the Christian, the kingdom of God, is a necessity in order to help this world move as it is. Um, we are part of the economic system, um, and, and people don't look at it that way, but it's the truth. And you take us out of the equations, you shut down Christianity and the kingdom of God out of the equation, you will have so many needs not met in the world today because the bottom line is that the Christians step in and do it, whether it be on the heart or whether it be in a sense of feeding. We still mm -hmm. do it, and we do it with a sense of grace and with a sense of wealth. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's talk about let's talk about how, um, like in the Christian broadcasting realm, like how social media plays a role in that. And we touched on it earlier in the hour, but just come wing back around on that a little bit. If you're um, if you're doing something with a Christian media versus a secular media, is there going to be a different way that you approach it with social media? No. I actually, it, it's amazing to me that people even believe that there's a different way. Again, most of the teachings that the corporate world get are from the Christian world. Um, they believe that you are to give a percentage back. That is from the Christian world. So when you look at it, I don't do anything different when it comes to marketing, when it comes to expanding, when it comes to sales, um, that I wouldn't do in the corporate world. Matter of fact, a lot of what I've learned, Marty, is from the corporate world because that's what I came up Christian world, and that's why it has been a success. There's been failures too, don't get me wrong, but my success rate has been great because of what God has taught me. Those were principles that are biblical principles that the corporate world stands on. Um, and believe it or not, they're getting wealthy off of it too. So in social media, everything I do is the same standard and a reflection so that there will always be an answer to the world that, no, you got this from God. <laughs> right. The Bible says that every mankind knows that God exists because everything about him is around us. It is the same even in social media. That was not created by the secular world. That was an ideal because all ideals come from God. So, therefore, I'm going to use anything in the uh, Christian world and the second world at, in the same pace in a parallel line because there really is no difference. It's all God. It's all God. Love that. Are, yeah, love that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when I when I go out and do presentations, you know, I'll usually do during the day. I'll do something with uh, Christian businesswomen or businesswomen or chamber of commerce or uh, a corporation right. or something. And, and and then in the evening or on the Saturday or whatever, then I'm with uh, Christian Women's Day Out or something. And it's so fascinating because I am teaching the same exact principle. Yes. In one setting, I'm allowed to use scripture and verse, and in the other setting, not so much. You know, so it's, yeah. it is so true that these, these things that we love, these things that we value, these things that God is blessing in the world, um, it, they are his. And even though they are always going to be, uh, Satan will always find a way to, uh, to yeah, you know, right. make them bad. But the reality is that we can always find a way to make them great because that's what they are. They're great. And I love, I love social media. I love what we can do with that, how many lives can be touched and how we can just shine for Jesus all the time through that venue. Love that. If somebody's going into this one that they've never done it before, they don't know what to expect, they're going to invest quite a bit of time, probably some money. They're going to definitely lay their heart out there. Uh, what are what are some keys to finding satisfaction in our media pursuits, whatever they are? And first, pray about it. 
um, because you don't want to start something that was never meant for you to start in the first place. I've wasted so much time doing that. So <laughs> pray about it to make sure it's not something that you've seen in passing that you just had a desire versus a passion, um, which is totally different because I have a desire for a Big Mac, but it doesn't mean I'm supposed to have it. So, you know, make sure you pray about it first. And then seek out the information. There is no excuse for not having information. Um, you could be, whether it be from getting it on the Internet, uh, talking to a human being, um, being mentored, get your information and make sure that it matches up with what your passion is. Um, and like you said earlier, make sure your position is make, right. Make sure your posture is right in it. Make sure you're in the right area you're supposed to be in. And then I, I believe, as we were talking about um, uh, the, the position, make sure your agenda is correct. I think when we go into it, um, Marty, and we think that we're going to make a bunch of money and that's your first priority, then it will be a fail. Because <laughs> you've got to uh-huh. have... If you're doing it for kingdom, now hear what I'm saying, if you're doing it for kingdom, because, you know, you can make money, but if you're doing it for kingdom, your first priority should be first to please God and second to help his people. And it doesn't matter if they're saved, unsaved, secular, you know, Christian, that's the second motive. If your motive is first money, it's a wash. It will always fade away. Uh, you will always be doing, have, have to do things with less integrity um, because money demands less integrity. Money breeds itself rather than breeding the hopes of Christ. It's a tool. So it's only there to multiply in how we use it. So if your motivation is greed, then that's what it will come out to be. Greed only feeds greed. So make sure you have these principles um, in order so that you can prosper in whatever you decide to do. Um, and make sure God is first in it. I, I really want people to know that. There's so many other little things up underneath that, but if you get those first three things right, you will prosper because anything that's reproduced of God prospers. Anything that's given to him, he, by him, he keeps because it's his name on the line. It really is his name on the line. I used to think it was my name until God reminded me, no, 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 it's my name on the line. <laughs> So he keeps himself. He really does. So I want people to really know that. So if you're stepping into this arena, make sure, make sure, and I'm not saying to hesitate, just talk to God. Talk to him. He will answer. He is an answering God. He does not want you blind. He does not want you not having the capability of understanding what you're getting ready to go into. And he does equip because he is a battle guard. And he wants souls from whatever he puts in you. Whatever ideal he puts in you, he wants the harvest of souls. So get with his agenda, match his will, agree to his terms, and say yes, (laughs) and you will succeed. I love that agreed is true. When you were talking, I was thinking that is so critical. Instead of me taking my agenda to God and asking for Him as a rubber stamp, we really got to do it the other way around. What's God's agenda? What is what yeah. is my role in that? I yeah. love that the posture and the position, the agenda, the studying, learning, and most of all, the prayer. Lynette, this hour has been fantastic. Thank you so much for spending this time with us this afternoon. Oh, I love you anytime. I pray something was said to help people get motivated to, you know, just chase their passion. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love I love what you said too about God providing. I, I have a phrase that I always say is that God pays for what he orders. And as Amen. long as we know that we're doing what God wants us to do, it will probably not come in exactly the increments or timing that we would pick, but he will definitely yes. take care of us if we're committed to doing what he wants us to do. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for listening in today, and hope you got a lot out of this. Um, to learn more about our guest today, just visit LynetteAppwingMinistry.org. It's L-Y-N-N-E-T-T-E. Appling is A-P-P-L-I-N-G, ministry.org. This is Marnie Sledberg, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Until then, have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.